Hello, everybody out there. Welcome to the latest edition of Volley. I'm Carolyn April, and as always, looking for my good buddy, Seth Robinson. Seth? Hey, how you how doing? How are you? I'm good. Good. I just finished completing a week uh, post-vacation, which is always a struggle sometimes to come back from a week off, but uh, managed to get through and get a few things done. Well, especially your vacation, right? I, I was I was saying this a little bit. I don't know if I said it on the podcast, but there are like two types of vacation, the type where you go and you do a bunch of stuff and the type where you go and you don't do a bunch of stuff and you relax. And mine was the former. And so in that, when with that, you're kind of almost glad to get back to a normal routine a little bit. But yeah. when it's the relaxing vacation, you're not glad at all to get back to the normal routine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I had a beach vacation. And so what, and all of that what that entails so yeah it was it was relaxing we had good weather so but i'm back in the swing back in the swing gearing up to uh get ready for our big event in a couple of weeks so but otherwise uh, all good yeah well we will probably talk about that next time but uh for this time we've got yet another guest we've been uh had, having quite a few guest appearances here on volley but we have this time around, we have CompTIA's Patrick Lane. Patrick is uh, the Director of Product Management and IT Workforce Skills, and a lot of his focus is on security, which is the topic that we want to talk about today. So, Patrick, welcome to Volley. Hello, Seth. Hello, Carolyn. Thank Hello, you. It's Seth. great to be here. <laughs> Excellent. Nice to have you. Have you had any uh, luxurious or relaxing vacations yet this summer, Patrick? Well, they would only be through CompTIA, thankfully. Um, when I went to some conventions, um, I went to a really beautiful resort, and uh, I stayed at the uh, – I had a pool view. And so between uh, my presentations and, and schmoozing and such, I would race down, and then I would go swimming. This was in San Antonio, Texas. It was so wonderful. So I, I try to mix pleasure and work whenever possible if I can't get enough pleasure in my own life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I get that. It, you know, it's, it's strategy. <laughs> yeah, sometimes it's all you can do. So uh, like I said, Patrick, we're going to talk about security today. And, and specifically, we want to talk about a new certification that's coming from CompTIA. But before we get to that, uh, I wanted to just kind of ask you for your take on the overall security landscape. Uh, we focus on it pretty regularly on the research team, uh, and we've seen some shifts over the years. But I think what we're seeing is, at this point, a lot of companies that aren't necessarily up to speed with what the experts might be saying are the cutting edge. And so so we've talked about what what is the cutting edge? What does modern IT security look like? We've talked about that for a while, and I think we know those pieces. But there are a lot of companies that haven't yet caught up to that and actually started executing on those pieces. So what are you seeing out there? Right. Well, I can just draw from my own my own history. I mean, if I were just to quick take a quick step back, um, just to take us to today and, and jump in because you need to understand the explanation of why it is the way it is because essentially i uh, i started in the 1990s when it was first getting big um, as far as networking went and it was the first time we were able to connect you know anything <laughs> and so the internet was going up and so we were you know putting an rj45 cable in the 1990s and during that process it was very easy to secure a network because no one knew about IT at all. No one knew about the TCP IP, Transmission Control uh, Internet Pro, uh, Protocol. And so what we were able to do was simply put in a firewall 
and a firewall is essentially like a perimeter around your fort. That uh, And so you could program a rules in your firewall and basically keep away all the bad people outside of your castle. You could also do antivirus software to keep people safe inside. Um, on their email and such, they keep uh, some of the you know general viruses and worms away from them. You could do that in the 1990s. You could do that all through the 2000s, and you could do that through the first part of the 2010s. But the bad guys kept getting smarter and smarter during this whole time period. I watched them. Um, and so by the time we got to about 2013-2014 is when the bad guys became as smart as the good guys, and they became organized. And there were enough of them to get together and start creating mass chaos around the world. What we've had to do is we realize those old techniques we used with the firewall, those old techniques techniques we used with the antivirus software, they simply don't work anymore. Why? Because of people. The biggest change that happened is social engineering. People are now 58% of the problems in IT, 58% uh, percent of all um, incidents are due to people usually double-clicking an email attachment or following a link. 42% of the problems are now with IT, the stuff that I have been dealing with. The technical aspect, if we were to just go back two years ago, humans would have only been 52% of the problem. Technology would have been 48% of the problem. So in two years, that is a huge difference. What it shows is that we're getting better at IT, but we got to get better at people. We found that in our research, Patrick, um, and I <laughs> since this is your research, that you know human error, innocuous human error, so these are not malicious people, um, tend to be the tripwires for the majority of our security issues. Isn't that right, Seth, in the, in the research we found that? Right, yeah, we, we see people saying that, exactly what Patrick is, is seeing, that there's kind of this growing sense that uh, human error is the leading cause of security breaches. On the flip side, when we ask people, what are you doing to try to shore up your security defenses? Shoring up that human error part ranks kind of low on the list. And I think to Patrick's point, we haven't had to do as much of that throughout the history of cybersecurity. What we've done is technical solutions. We've built that secure perimeter. That's what people know how to do and they understand. So that's where they continue to put the effort. So even though this human error piece is becoming more a part of uh, cybersecurity breaches, we don't see as much of a reaction to it, near, not nearly as much as we would like to see. Well, it's exactly right. The statistics show the case. So we look at those two general areas, end users, they're getting worse. We need to do end, end user training, such as you know, cybersecure, and there's many other methods, uh, but it has to be annual. I'm not going to really go into that part, but I am going to go into the technical part. Because if our old systems weren't working, our firewalls aren't working anymore. We still have to have them, but they aren't doing a good enough job. You have to have them still. Antivirus still want that too in most cases. So antivirus firewall, we have them now. We still have to have them. They have to be perfected. But now you have to look inside the fortress, in the interior network traffic of your network. That's the difference. If we look at 2012, the problems we had, my perimeter security worked. 2014, my perimeter security is no longer working because the bad guys are inside my network. That really is the main issue. So what do you do? Well, you have to look. You have to get some way of viewing into the network. 
So we need tools, like new tools that most people had never heard of before that allow you to filter all the internal network traffic and try to find anomalies, try to find in, uh, behavior that indicates bad behavior. And so you're looking for anomalies. It's like trying to find a needle in a haystack. How do you do this? Yeah, There's so lots of software tools. Right. Yes. So, so what you're describing is you know, very new behavior for IT professionals. So I know that, again, what, what you focus on is the certification pathway that would allow somebody to, to kind of go from maybe you know, having worked in IT but not specializing in security to start building these skills. So tell us a little bit about that pathway and, and what it looks like in general. First, I just want to tell you about the massive gap that was in that pathway two years ago. Because all those new skills I'm telling you about, we didn't cover them. Barely anybody covered them out there. In fact, the security analyst, I mean, we filled a huge gap that just you could have driven a semi truck through in the IT skills world. So CompTIA had initially only focused on the basic certs for cybersecurity. We'd only focused up through the foundational certs, like Security Plus at two years, where you're a where you're a security administrator and you do firewalls and antivirus. But after Security Plus, all there was was CASP. And by the way, CASP is an advanced level cybersecurity cert. In fact, it's called CompTIA Advanced Security Professional. So we had this gap then between Security Plus, which maps the knowledge, skills, and abilities of someone with two years working in cybersecurity. And then we had CASP, which represented the knowledge, skills, and abilities of someone with five to 10 years of cybersecurity. Not experience, but at least you know, they know how to do what someone would do uh, with five to 10 years of experience. So we, that means we had a gap essentially from two years to five years. We had three years where we didn't cover the IT security professionals' job tasks. Why? Because before those were all done by Security Plus. But now we have all these new intermediate level skills. How do we teach them? So we created the CompTIA Cybersecurity Career Pathway. It has a beginning point at zero years. You don't have to know anything at ITF, IT Fundamentals. All the way through CASP, which I just told you about, five to 10 years. What that means is the CompTIA Cybersecurity Career Pathway has the KSAs, knowledge, skills, and abilities of zero to 10 years of uh, someone in their cybersecurity career path. So right now, what we're doing now is we have to get people to that point where they can even try these new intermediate level skills I was telling you about, security analytics skills and penetration testing skills. So it takes a long time to get to be able to do that. You can't just jump right into security analysts or, or a pen testing. You have to start at the beginning. That's why we start people with ITF. IT fundamentals, you have no experience, but it'll really let you understand what you want to do in IT. Uh, it's got objectives that talk about programming. It's got objectives that talk about infrastructure. It's got objectives that talk about cybersecurity. Once you take that ITF class, you're going to know if you want to go into IT or not, I think. So, and once you decide you want to do it, the place to start is A+. 
it is the knowledge, skills, and abilities of someone who's been working in IT nine months. Um, what that means is you can do some of the basic IT stuff. You can do like help desk skills. You know how all the devices that are hooked up to the internet work. You know how all the cell phones that the people are using in your company work. You can get on the phone, you can help them uh, with mobile device management. You can help them solve issues. So you're usually pretty good at uh, you know being a troubleshooter and good at talking to people. It's to help desk, really. So Patrick, I, I wanted to just kind of kick us a little bit forward here and um, because I know we wanted to spend some discussion on uh, the new Pentest Plus exam. And me, I'm a bit of a um, I'm a bit of a neophyte when it comes to the technical aspects of security and cybersecurity. But I did a little reading on the Pentest Plus, and you know, if you could just talk, walk us through a little bit about what this certification is all about. What what struck me is this whole offense versus defense concept, um, which is part of penetration testing. And forgive me if I sound really um, junior level in talking about this, but um, if you could tell us, you know, some of the significance of this, and where in the where in your career would you be looking at taking this type of certification if you are an IT professional? After you take A+, you would go to Network+, Plus and then Security+. Plus. At that point, then, we're getting to the gap I was talking about with Pentest+, Plus and CISA+. Plus. We're, so now we're at the three to four years. We fast-forward through the cybersecurity career pathway, and that is where you're going to run into those intermediate-level skills because there's really, when we get to the intermediate level, there's two types of skills you need to know. One is offensive pen-testing skills. Those are the pen-testers. Those are the people who test networks to find the vulnerabilities before the bad guys do. This is one of the new tasks that are now required. Now, pen testing has been around forever, but penetration testing, as it is called, is now an official title. Um, but it is part of, it is a subset of vulnerability assessment and management. And so what these guys do, they're also considered red teamers because they use these really great high-powered tools to um, attempt to find the weaknesses in a client's network by attacking it. So pen testers, you know, you could call them hackers, but they're doing it all legally because the only difference between a hacker and a pen tester is someone who's gotten permission and someone who's not gotten permission. So companies hire penetration testers to hack their networks. Um, the Department of Treasury does. I know and work with uh, the guy who runs the penetration testing for the Department of Treasury uh, for the United States. And they have seven banks every day, the big ones that are not allowed to fail by the federal government. Every month, they sit down with the, uh, the, the IT team and I say, here's what we found with your network. It looks like you, know, you have some code that's showing uh, through one of your databases. Um, we were able to you know, uh, expose code, sensitive code. We were also able to uh, you know, view some directories that we hadn't wanted to view. So please you know, clean this up, clean that up, clean this up. And then the next month they test, make sure those, those vulnerabilities have been corrected and so on and so on. So that is probably a perfect example of how pen testing works across the globe because a small company can even hire a pen testing uh, consulting firm, you know, to actually do the attack on their network. So, so Patrick, pen um, yes. so, so, you know, pen testing, I think, goes along with the cybersecure analytics that, that we've had out for a little while. And um, so... I know that we're, you know, about to launch this new pen test and just kind of wondering 
what response are you expecting to see, you know, based on what we've seen with CYSA plus, uh, now that we're going to have these two kind of complementary things at an intermediate level, uh, what, what should people know as they're kind of heading into the security pathway? Maybe they've taken security plus from us. Can they, can they take both of them? Should they try to specialize on one path or the other? What are, what are you all expecting to see as we launch this one? Well, Pentest Plus covers the, the red team skills, as we just said, which are offensive. Uh, and then CISA Plus covers the blue team skills, which are defensive. And so you're right. It's the perfect team and because red team can attack the blue team, which are the security analysts, because the security analyst, that job is mainly as a defender. And so, you know, that's why we released CYSA, just like you said. They're there to, to uh, identify attacks. So they're the perfect team, pen testers and, and security analysts. The pen testers attack basically the network. The security analysts are the ones that then identify that attack and respond to it. So offense, defense. So that is why we created uh, Pentest Plus, because it is essentially the same concept as the, the red teamers, only not as complex. A red teamer, you might have over 10 years of experience because when you get into pen testing at the advanced level, it's all about uh, uh, programming on the fly. And it's incredibly complicated. I mean, it's like the programming involved at advanced level pen testing is crazy. So anyway, what we did is we said, all right, so since pen since Security Plus, I repeat, Security Plus used to be the endpoint for cybersecurity before you then took CASP. We then had the gap. We put in cyber, we put in CSA Plus, and we put Pentest Plus there at that level. And people can choose either one. They can be taken in either order. The reason is, is because that is what the industry determined. Both of those jobs are at the three to four year uh, skill level, and they can be taken interchangeably. So a student going up through the cybersecurity pathway, and if they're scheduling courses at a university or a community college or a vocational school or a career school, or whether or not they're just taking it online, uh, self-paced, um, you know, they can determine which one they want to do first. Uh, but we're recommending to all of our partners, Seth, that they actually have a classroom that is set up, or at least a cyber a, um, a cyber range. A cyber range in this environment where red teamers and blue teamers can go up in a, and battle one another. And there may not be a better way of teaching than that for these intermediate cybersecurity uh, skills. And so I've been working with General Dynamics IT. They've got a really great cyber range that we're using for defense companies. Then we also have a, a Learning on Demand's got a cyber range now that's pretty good for you know academia and such. And so uh, you know that's the beauty of 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 the new Pentest Plus because it partners with CISA Plus. It's the yin to its yang because we're talking offense defense. As offense creates new techniques, the defense has got to create new techniques to make sure those new um, you know, powerful tools they're using don't get through and infiltrate the network. Well, but that sounds that sounds pretty interesting. So uh, we're we're about out of time here. Um, so tell us a little bit more about the actual launch that's coming up at the end of the month and uh, what people can expect to see. I, I think there's a webinar that uh, your team is is putting on that will describe a little bit more about the objectives of the exam. So tell us about the launch, when it is, and and what people can be looking for. You bet. The launch for Pentest Plus is going to be July 31st, 2018 at Pearson View uh, Worldwide. So people can go up and start registering uh, to take it uh, at that time. We're really excited about it. We're doing um, a public webinar um, and James Stanger is going to be there. And we have actually some of the incredibly advanced 
cybersecurity warriors uh, from General Dynamics IT who are going to come in and show some pretty neat stuff. So it's going to be fun. All right. Well, sounds good. Uh, Carolyn, any last thoughts? No, I mean, this is this obviously is um, very cutting edge. This is where we need to be. I'm excited that um, I'm working for somewhere that's um, that's uh, involved in this element of security. You know, the only thing I would ask, Patrick, is it sounds to me like from a workforce perspective, this is a lucrative career path for somebody who is just getting started into IT to aspire to. Well, that's right, because our new pen testing plus exam, it covers two job roles, vulnerability assessment and management and penetration testing. If you go up on Indeed.com and do a search for penetration testing, you'll only have one third of the jobs you would have if you would put in vulnerability assessment. Ours is the only cert that in penetration testing that also covers the vulnerability assessment and management job, which means someone that gets pen test plus is going to have the opportunity to get three times more jobs. Yeah, All right. Is. Well, uh, end of the month then, a couple a couple more weeks, uh, so everyone can start looking for this new cert that's going to come out for us. And if if they haven't really you know looked at the CYSA plus or or the entire pathway that that we have, like you were describing, Patrick, it's it's quite robust now. There, there's a lot uh, going on there for people that want to get into this field, uh, which has become a field that a lot more companies are interested in. I work with the with uh, top people nowadays because of CompTIA's reputation growing and they're saying we're on target and it's legally defensible due to our job task analysis. I'm just throwing that in there to tell you that I think CompTIA did it right. Well, good to hear. Um, good to hear. Well, thanks for your time today. Uh, we'll look forward to seeing how this rolls out and we will be talking to you somewhere down the road. Thanks, Patrick, very much. Yeah, thank you too. All Bye-bye. Right. Bye. All right, Seth. See ya.